Oh, Ted, I love that intro, by the way. You've got me sidetracked because that kind of techno-y Depeche Mode music just takes me back. Check this out. You hear that, folks? That's what we like to call DJ Ted in the house. (laughs) That's awesome. All right, that's enough of that. Enough screwing around for one podcast. All right, Don, you're going to start this one out. Yeah, well, it's funny that it's funny that that music inspired that that first like techno-y synthy type noise made me think of Germany. And actually, one of our listeners in Germany teaches and had some questions that she said, hey, would you guys be interested in talking about it? Some of the kids in my class are learning English and I thought maybe your podcast would be a cool way to talk about some topics and it could of course be random and I'll send some questions and you guys could talk about them and answer the questions that the kids have. And of course we'll probably add more. So I thought that fits perfectly in with the whole bringing me back to that European poppy techno sound. So well done, Ted. DJ Thank Ted. Thank you. Nailed it. So one of their first questions is kind of interesting. Which supermarkets do you have in America? Now, I've been to Germany, so I'm going to compare our supermarkets to theirs. Yep. Of, of course, they have the same kind of products are going to be in both. I think the differences might be we talked about, I think on one of our episodes, we talked about the amazing cereal aisle. How there's a whole yes. aisle of so many different cereals and snacks. And that's certainly beyond what I think they have. And what's kind of interesting about that is it's kind of in a way based on the way we live. Like as Americans, we most people have like a home. We have full-size refrigerators. We have full-size walk-in closets. And mostly in Europe, that's not the same because they have a higher population density. You can't have these giant homes like we do here. They A lot of my friends have like some do have the full-size fridge, but a lot of them have the half fridge, and that's good enough. Or like when you buy milk, you can buy milk that doesn't require refrigeration, which is technically doable, and it freaks people out. It's almost like people drinking warm beer in Europe, and Americans go, whoa, what are you doing? So when it comes to the supermarket difference, I'm trying to think of what else might be different. There's going to be different products and foods, but I just got a package from Germany. And inside it, I got some German milk chocolate. And inside the chocolate, it says there's an Oreo filling. So it, obviously, that means the company can actually make both. So they own a German chocolate company, plus they own the ability to make Oreos so they can combine the two. And I find that super interesting that the world is global and that you have these food companies are global. Like we have Nor, the pasta sides. That's an old school German company that now they're selling their little pasta sides in the U S Yep. and so you have some of those products, but there's always the differences too. Like they have my, my, some of my family members love paprika flavored potato chips and the package shows a red pepper. I don't think you can find red pepper. I mean, you can find yeah. salsa. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not really sure. I think our grocery stores are probably bigger. Because like, if you look at like a Cub Foods or 
a Lunds, which is more upscale with the carpeting, the yeah. carpeted grocery store. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think we have those kind of things, but I'm not really sure what else to make of the two differences. Have you traveled abroad, Ted? Do you have some thoughts on that? I've never been outside the United States. Here's the closest I've been to the United States. Uh, my wife and I went up to the border to see the largest waterfall in Minnesota at Grand Portage State Park. It's on the Canadian border. Uh, that's as close as I've been to international waters. Um, so, but I will say this on the topic. I shop at a German grocery store every week, believe it or not. I shop at Aldi. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, Lidl's coming here too. Oh. So, L-I-D-L. So tell me this. Is how is Aldi, is that kind of how grocery stores are in Germany? Is that pretty standard um, for the supermarket in Germany? I think it's a pretty common setup. It's yeah. a pretty common layout. Uh, it is, Aldi is definitely the less expensive option in Germany, just like it is the less expensive option here. What's really kind of cool about that is the ideas that they brought over, the whole putting a coin in to get your grocery cart yep, or, yep. and, and having no bags. So that's something a lot of times you'll see at, at Aldi, at least when I've been over there. And sometimes when I've traveled with my family there, what we did is we would go to Aldi, the same brand name, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The, the stores are different, but not the, they're similar. And instead of going out to eat sometimes, like if we're on the road, we'd say, Hey, pick out what you want to eat. Anything that's kind of ready to go. Sure. Bread, sandwich breads, luncheon meats mm -hmm. and cheeses, grab it and we'll eat that in the car. So yeah. we, we've literally shopped and ate. And I, we've done that in the U S too. When we're traveling across the country, like when we went out West, mm -hmm. but the idea, they brought over the idea of the grocery cart thing, which no one else does. There's no other grocery store where the grocery carts require like some kind of release mechanism. And the only way to get back your coin is to plug them back in. That's pretty unique. And that's, I think that's something that's been brought over and it's amazing. Cause it's, it's just a quarter, Yep. but no one leaves their cart. Aldi is they're a, like, yep, go ahead. I was going to say, that's my quarter that's in that thing. And they're like, I'm not going to give it up. Also, don't confuse me at Aldi. Don't try to do a quarter trade. I always <laughs> mess that up. It is. It never goes well. Well, I'm supposed to give you your Oh, no, no, your quarter. Oh, when you oh, check out? Gosh. It just it makes it so confused. I'm sure it's a very simple process and a very simple transaction for everybody else on planet Earth. Uh, but for me, I always find a way to, to screw it up. Well, I'm supposed to give you my, you'll just leave your quarter in there. Now you're supposed to give me a quarter. Okay. I guess that works, you know, so maybe I just need to, uh, get more experience in, in that front. But, um, I will say I enjoy shopping at Aldi, not because it's a very self-sufficient grocery store, right? In, in America, I think we're very, a lot of times we're very focused on customer service is, you know, you go to a restaurant and sometimes half of it being a good restaurant was, did you get good service? You know, was the waiter or the waitress good? Did you get your food on time? Was, you know, all this, right? That's the whole tip, the tip business um, yep. at, at food restaurants. Aldi is something where you're self-sufficient, right? You bag your own stuff, you bring yep. your own bags, you, you talked about the cart situation, 
and uh, you don't really rely a lot of people. You know, if you I, there's been situations where you go to another grocery store and a, you got a bagger and he's just throwing stuff in the bag and then you come home and you got some cracked eggs yeah, um, or something like that. So I like the the Aldi um, grocery store type of option. What else to this? What else do we have in terms of questions uh, from this class? Well, another question was, how many kids are in a class? And I think we're de- that would really be a very dependent on where you are question, right? Are we Somewhere t- between, like, what's the size of a class? What level are we talking talk about? A high school ca- I think class, this is a like, college class? Or? Yeah, high school. Yeah, high yeah school? you're talking what? 25, 30, 25, 40? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, Not uh, 40, though. I went to a private school that had 250 kids in the whole school. So it was a little bit okay. different for me. Like my German classes, for example, had maximum of 10 kids. But uh, classes got about as high as in the 20s. And I know at public schools, they, they range from the 20 to 30 mark. Um, yeah. I bet bigger public schools. Uh, what Do you know what it is in Germany? I don't. But uh, maybe I can get – maybe they'll hear this. And they can tell us a little bit about their experience, and then we can compare them, right? Yeah. They also asked me, why is a driver's license so cheap with you guys? Now, obviously, this is kind of interesting because, you know, I I did live in Germany, but I lived, like, with the military. So, Mm -hmm. in a way, it's like you're living there but not living there. In a way, well, and when you're a kid, you really don't live somewhere anyway. For most of your life, your parents are taking care of things. They're yeah. they're they're dealing with the bills. They're dealing dealing with the hierarchy of the world, and you're just kind of existing in it, right? So, mm-hmm. but the driver's license thing is like in Germany, driving is much more of a privilege, I think, and some okay. and and it's also not as required because their public transit is so extensive. Whereas I think in the U.S. I remember when I moved to the Twin Cities, I wanted to take the bus to work. I was living in a suburb, going into the city. This will be great. You mm-hmm. know, winter is annoying uh, and being stuck in traffic is frustrating. So why not let the bus driver do the work, right? I'll just sit and enjoy the ride. Well, if I wanted to do that, I'd have to leave my house at around 6. I'd catch a bus. I'd go downtown. I'd have to switch to another bus and that bus would take me to work. And then I'd have to catch the other bus on the way home and do the same thing in inverse because there wasn't a direct route, even though I was going to a very popular location, Mm -hmm. the bus didn't go directly there. You had to stop and wait and switch. And since our busing system is not that robust, I'd leave my home at six and I'd get home at 6 p.m. Alternately, I could get in my car and I could leave my house at 6, be to work by like 6.45, 6.30, and be done at a very reasonable hour and yep. be home hours before that 6 p.m. So I think that because our society is more car-based, I think the costs for it are lower. So our, like, our driver's license don't mm-hmm. cost as much. And you can drive – like for me to learn how to drive, I – I took my, my dad taught me how to drive a car. And I think there's always stories behind that. Right. He he pulled the emergency brake on me once because he didn't think I looked long enough. Okay. And he's like, you know, that's a moment. Right. Whereas Mm -hmm. in Germany, you hire an instructor typically. 
Now that's going to add to your cost too, because you're paying someone else. You have to basically rent a car and the car is usually tagged, you know, driving school and driving schools exist in the here, but they're not the way most people learn how to drive. Yes. Have you ever driven on the Autobahn? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Tell me about it. Oh, it's, it's awesome. First off, like we, okay. So driving in Minnesota, we do have the pothole situation. Now our climate has something to do with it, but it's also, I think in a way how you address it. When I drove in Germany, what I found was really fascinating is that you don't really see roadkill. Like if you're driving down the freeway here, you're going to see a deer that was hit and pretty much that deer is hit. It dies on the side of the road and it stays there for quite a while. Mm-hmm. In Germany, they clean that up yes. because because the it's more of a well. I mean, if you think about the autobahn, it's basically a racetrack. Um, mm-hmm. it, some of the corners are banked. Oh, they geez. keep the roads clear. Yeah, it's so it's so much fun. It used and when I was over there years and years ago, there were more unlimited stretches where you could go as fast as you wanted to go. Yep, and. That's a way that you can find out if your rental car has a speed governor on it because yeah. you max it out. But there's some parts, I think it was more when I was heading east out of Frankfurt, I hit a spot and I could drive as fast as the car would go. And I went over there to visit a relative who wasn't doing well. And I rented the cheapest possible car. But the best news ever was received upon landing at the airport. They said, oh, we don't have like the little Fiat or the cheapest car you have. All we have is this Passat. (laughs) (laughs) And I will tell you something, that car could go and it was (laughs) phenomenal. So when I got out to that stretch and the speed limit was, was gone, I loved it. Now, it didn't last long enough, but it was a lot of fun. You're driving on roads that are really – now, the other thing you need to know if you're going to – if you want to know how the driving experience is, it's a ton of fun. The roads are well done. They're, you need to pay attention to the speed limit because they do have, like, cameras that will send you tickets. Okay. Like, you, yeah. you don't get stopped and pulled over. If you get stopped and pulled over by a police officer in Germany, you have done something very, very wrong. It's not a regular check-in. It's something is very bad. You were so far above the speed limit that you were dangerous, right? Whereas yeah. in the U.S., I think you can get pulled over for going 10 over. Yep. That's not going to happen in, in, in Europe. But so you're driving along the road. The roads the, the roads are so smooth and nice. They're, the corners can be banked, but you need to pay attention to the rules. You If, you, if you're not passing somebody, you get in the right lane. Sure. You don't hang yeah. out in the left lane because if you do, the craziest thing will happen. You'll see this little dot in your rearview mirror, and it will get bigger. And then you'll realize it's a BMW or a Porsche. <laughs> and when they get up to you, they will often flash their lights or turn on their left turn signal saying, move out of my way. And they really want you to do it. They won't pass you on the right. I mean, I think you'd have to really be mad to pass sure. on the right because yeah. that's technically illegal. Oh, And so okay. you don't do that. So they will get right up on your tail and they want you to move over, get out of my way. You know, I'm glad you're having a good time on the Autobahn, but 
get out of my way. And then you watch these cars, they just speed up and disappear. It's so it's so amazing. You, yep. It's so amazing to watch them come into your mirror. You're like, oh my gosh, what's that? Oh wow, they're coming fast. And then it's like get over, and then zing, and they go right by you. What's the fastest you ever went on the autobahn? Oh, oh I don't remember. <laughs> Here's don't... some stats for you. In 2006, in the German state of Brandenburg, average speed of 88 miles an hour, 142 kilos an hour, on the six lane section of the autobahn in free flowing conditions 88 miles an hour on average um i might have gone over 80 around 88 miles an hour like once once in my life um uh so i drove i drove the one car so fast that the steering wheel wiggled and then then i backed it off a little bit because i knew that i was going faster than the car was comfortable yeah but in that passat i i don't know i think i was going 200k and jeez, oh, and I think it was fun. Cars are more well put together and well made in Germany. Um, I think as well. Um, yeah, no so, rust buckets on the road. So I think they can handle those high speeds um, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, they do. And it was it, it was a ton of fun. And I think they've slowly but surely gotten rid of all of the different stretches where there were unloaded. But I I'll never forget going to visit my relative years and years ago and getting that Passat and being able to just book and then, you know, paying attention to when the speed limits drop again. Cause you know, you're going fast and then you better not be. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a ton of fun. That would but be I think it's something else. It's funny because I think it might be cheaper to get a car, a car here and a license here. And our gas prices are different. Our gas prices are about a third of what they pay. So I think that's a big difference too. I'm trying to think of what gas was. I didn't get gas this week. Last time I got gas, it was I'm trying to remember the price. Here in minute you talk about here in Minnesota? Yeah, somewhere about what, two twenty? It's two dollars and twenty cents. Yeah, I think we're getting into the two thirties now. Um, but uh but yeah. So yeah, so you know they're paying I think is... they're paying three times that. Okay. Wow. Or four. And they'll they pay last time I went there, what we'd pay for a gallon. They were paying for a liter, and it's about okay. four liters to a gallon. Wow. wow. So so d- driving is much more of a, like, benefit, privilege, if you will. Gotcha. All right. What else? That's we got? what I remember. All right. Next, next question. <laughs> I don't know what this means. This one's going to be tough. What is the most complicated word in English for you? Ooh, the most complicated word. Yeah, I always think because this was actually something we covered. I took three years of German in high school, and the if you learn, well, most languages, but in this case, German. If you learn German and you learn English, there are some things in English that you see are unnecessary, Um, like those being like silent letters, like Mm -hmm. in the in the in the word no. K is silent. Um, right. And, and the W is unnecessary. Right. And a lot of the words and letters in English just aren't like, why do you have an extra this? Or why do you have an extra that? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I remember in Germany, it was very every, right? Every word has, can it be a, a dare, D, or das? Whereas yes. we have one word, the, the. or, you know. <laughs> So and it depends how you're and how you're putting it into into a sentence. The German language might have more words or more pronouns, so to speak. 
but at the end of the day they kind of make sense where they're at whereas there's you know sometimes there's like there's the word read which also is spelled the same as also the word read and i can see how that could convince or confuse i should say other people whereas in other languages i know spanish um has that as well where they have the the masculine the neutral yes ellen la thank you i was forgetting what that was for just a minute but um but yeah, so they there's there's maybe more to learn on the surface, but it's definitely not as confusing. I'll say that. Oh yeah. And yeah. English is brutal because like you said, we have homonyms, right? We'll have mm-hmm. two words that are spelled differently that are said the same, like B A R E and B E A R. They're both right. bear. Yep. They they're not I mean, you could say maybe they're similar because neither is like wearing clothes, but they're not similar words. And then we have things like a word like my friend asked me once about the word well, and he said, hang on, well, that means you're doing okay, but it's also a hole where you get water. Like, how is that the same word? Yep. I was like, well, water makes you better. And he goes, oh, okay, maybe that's fine. Whatever. Maybe you got a point there. And we also have all kinds of weird little rules, like you said. You have night, like the darkness, and then you have a knight, like a soldier, yep. and there's that extra K. And I, I was trying to think of what else. There's also... Like, why can't that knight just be like, <laughs> that's a Spartan, right? That's a, Exactly. That's a, it's kind of the same thing if you take uh, mascots. Like, why is there the word knight? Why can't it just be something else to not be so confusing? Oh, yeah. That's and then, what and I then, never understood. And we're also brutal when it comes to plurals, right? One mouse, one house. Two mice, two houses. It's like, what? Wait a minute. And then goose is geese? Why, why did that happen? And then moose is moose. Moose is plural and singular? What? Yeah. And then fish. Yep. <laughs> fish is single fish is plural but if it's fish is then it's different kinds of fish and it's like okay stop it you're just making stuff up now you don't even have rules in your language do you and the answer is like yeah we do there's just a lot of them there's some pretty um one fish then there was then there's words like a school of fish right that's multiple fishes if i'm not mistaken yeah it's like a group of fish is called a school oh Um, and i'm glad you brought that there's other ones like that yeah, you have a parliament of owls, right? Really? Okay, this is this is new information. I'm up yeah, for this. Yeah, a murder of ravens. <laughs> what? Yes. All we have all these fun, uh, yep. you know, and and then of course, like baby animals get different kind of terms, right? Like you can have a bear cub, a fawn. but a baby dog's a puppy. Yep. And it's like, okay, guys, what what's going on? Were you just like having fun with letters? Like, so come each on. animal, I would say, a group of an animal, an infant animal, the actual animal. It could <laughs> yes. be one. You're describing one animal, and it could be four or five different uh, words you could use depending on the age or or whatever. Um, oh, gosh, man, that's. It's yeah. English is confusing. I mean, I mean, we, well, I don't know about you, but uh, I learned it when I was, you know, when I was an infant, you just learn it, you know, that's, that's the language, you know, your, your brain is very impressionable at a young age. So whatever language you learn, it's kind of, it's kind of just going to soak in. Um, yeah. But so you don't really, you don't really understand it because that's the language you learn. 
Um, but when you kind of progress in your life a little bit, you take a second language like a Spanish or a German or a French, you realize just how complicated um, the American English language is. Yeah, and I'll never forget some of the jokes, right? Like they're in English, the word for a present is the word gift, G-I-F-T. That exact same spelling in German means poison. <laughs> so, so there are little, there are some like, I think you can look them up. They're called false friends. There's words that you know in English, but are different in German, even though they're not stolen. Like a word like kindergarten is a word we've kind of taken, mm-hmm. right? Kinder yeah. means kid. Garden is garden. So kindergarten is literally a garden of children. So it's like the same concept applies, right? But gift is clearly different. Like in your word, it's a, it means a present. And in my word, it's something that will kill you. Like that's, that's not right. We've got time for one more. And this is a good transition based on what we were just talking about. There was, remember the speech made by John F. Kennedy, where he said, Ich bin ein Berliner, which is actually means I am a jelly donut. That's right. Um, yeah, they, now, they asked me, how many years can you be president? Yes. Four at a time, up to eight in America. Right. So two four-year terms. And it's kind of funny because Congress, it's not the same years. It's it's six, right? Or Well, it's six or... Well, in Congress, in Senate, senators don't have term limits at all. Right. But they yeah, are elected. Be... No, it's members of the House of Representatives are elected every two years. Yeah. And then the Senate, are the senators six years? I think so, but I'm not 100% sure. Look at us. I... We're both U.S. citizens and we don't even know when our, when our, when our senators no. can be voted for. <laughs> the good news is I always vote. <laughs> I might right. not know. I might not know the rules behind it. Six years. Uh, Senator's yeah, term uh, of office is six years and approximately one thought. third of the membership. Um, yeah. So if you get voted in as a senator, that means you're here for a presidency and a half. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's how ours is. Do you know what the uh, the system is for Germany? Because they've got a parliament parliament type of system. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that that maybe they'll hear this and then they'll tell us because it's super I I find it really interesting because these questions in my mind start telling me something along the lines of they know there's a difference. So they ask why your driver's license so cheap? Well, theirs must be expensive. How do they know that? So I wonder, like, are they picking that up from television or study? Because a lot of the shows in English get dubbed in German and played there and they have famous actors who do that kind of work and it's kind of funny because the same actor will be in different shows Mm -hmm. and you kind of recognize the voice but in you know with the American visual you have the same person different people talking with the same voice so there is a little bit of weirdness I remember watching the north and the south the old series Mm -hmm. the television miniseries well, what's funny is in the U.S., all the Northerners had a Northern accent and all the th- Southerners had a Southern accent. Well, when they all spoke German, that was out the window. So the, the drawls were gone, yeah. right? So it was, it was really funny to watch that whole thing. But I think it's amazing that they asked that question, like, and it's really relevant since we just had an election uh, last year. But it's interesting how you think, okay, 
it's interesting that they said, oh, four versus six versus eight. You've got these different years that are going to be overlapping. And but maybe they'll share that question. Maybe next time when I get questions, I'll say, hey, can you tell us like what you do and we'll compare it? Because if they don't say anything about their grocery stores and they're like, what are your grocery stores like? It's like, uh, I haven't been to one of yours lately. I don't know. I always thought, and this is something we can talk about this on a, on a previous or on a future episode, I should say. But we have term limits. We have the president gets elected for four years, and then he can get reelected for another four years. After that, he's done. He cannot run for another term. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Uh, U.S. historian. But I think the only person president to have more than eight years is at uh, FDR. He, I think, was in office for, what, 12 years? 12? During a world war. Yes, yep. So, And then after that, that's when they put in the amendment to say, hey, we've got some term limits here. Uh, but they don't have term limits for members of the U.S. House of Representatives or the U.S. Senate, something that yeah, has and, been debated and, upon here in previous, uh, in recent years. Yeah, because some people wonder, how connected are you with the common people if you've had the same job for 30 years? Yeah. Do you really understand the people you represented? And maybe maybe it's different in a way. Like it's not like you're someone who's gotten really good at television broadcasting because you've been doing it for 30 years, but it, and you're still going to be amongst regular people. So does that really translate? I, it's interesting. I think what the founding fathers were, wanted when they wrote the Constitution is they they don't want because the whole reason, right? They had a monarchy in the in England, right, and they yep. wanted to get away from the monarchy. Mm-hmm. So, what is the, the monarch, right? He's 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 the king, or she's the queen, however you want to say it. Uh, and they rule for many many years, and they wanted to get away from that by not, you know, by having an election every four years to try to try to get some fresh blood, so to speak, um, in there to kind of get some turnover, uh, fresh idea sort of thing. Um, for the president, um, it it. Uh, Sometimes you get senators and everybody that is in there for 30 plus years. So, you know, but, but that's the way it it works. And, you know, that's, that's why we have um, people who can voice their opinion. Who knows? Maybe one day that uh, they will have term limits on senators and representatives. So, yeah. Did that answer all of your questions? Yeah, that was great. (laughs) I, I think that was fun. I, you know, it was kind of interesting, you know, you talk about, trying to have different topics and I thought this would be kind of fun and I'm really excited to see what they come back with now hopefully when they ask their questions they'll say we have this do you have this because that's how you have to really kind of compare like you know our road signs mostly are in languages most of their road signs are pictorial Mm -hmm. so that's a difference and it's like if you don't know if you don't think about it it makes a lot of sense of course Europe is going to have pictorial signs because there's so many countries and so many languages, you wouldn't have room to put one-way street in eight different languages on every sign. So you decide it's an arrow, and that, that should cover it. Whether you have the words on it or not are irrelevant. It has a certain, certain design, and you learn the design, and now you know how the signs work. It's going to happen, DJ Ted. I tell you, it's going to happen. 
It's happening. It's happening right now as we speak right before your very ears. Okay, that's enough. That that was not a good transition. <laughs> uh, you think we were having fun now but, uh, during the break there. We were uh we were spinning them. We were spinning them. There's I didn't even I didn't even do the spinning thing. You can you can spin back and forth on this thing too. So uh yeah, like digital turntables. Anyway. Technology Ted on the mic. Yeah. Ooh, that's a that's a good one. So we're gonna pivot. We're gonna pivot like a good power forward and uh we are going to talk about drum roll, subpar drum roll, uh, streaming services, video streaming services in America. I know we just talked about in our last segment differences between America and Germany, um, and maybe we can talk about as the segment goes on uh, how streaming services, and you might know more about this, um, are displayed in other countries. But right now, there are a lot, Mr. Ackerman, and there is Hulu, there's Netflix, there's, and this, I'm counting the, because then there's the live TV ones where you get the live TV package. Yep. Where like Sling and AT&T now, which I'm not going to include in this. I'm going to include most of the on-demand stuff. That's so you, fair. So you, and then you got, so you, as I said, you got Netflix, you got Hulu, you got Disney Plus, and coming around the corner, looking for the lead, you got Peacock, who's really making a run towards the top here as of late with their acquiring of various sports platforms, uh, live sports possibly coming to their platform. Um, is, what am I missing? Um, I feel like I'm missing one or multiple. Well, I mean, there's the whole YouTube concept, and there's Prime Plus. Prime, yeah, thank you, Prime. Yep, Prime is in there. I should, I should be probably writing this down because there are a lot there. I uh, well, let's start with what we both have. What I have, Netflix, which the price seems to keep on going up and up and up and up, which is fine. They put out good stuff. Um, and Amazon, I have an Amazon Prime subscription. We order a lot of stuff on Amazon. Got the you get you get a good deal. What is it? I think it's ninety nine bucks a year. Yep. Um, you get music. You get a lot of music. You get the shipping, and now you get uh, and you get video, which we don't watch a lot of on Amazon Prime, but I know it exists. I know it exists. Um, we. I had the. I will say this. I had the free version of Peacock, and I was watching Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Great show, right? And Good I, choice. Uh, yes, I'm on the free version. And have you seen the show? I have. I actually watched. Okay, so what's his name? One of the guys from it, Nick. Nick Offerman, who plays Offerman. Ron Swanson. Yeah. Yeah, he actually did a, uh, like a a reality competition, where people had to do crafting projects. Yeah. Yep. And he does it. I watched it just because I had seen him before and. He is actually a pretty funny guy in reality as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so it was perfect because it was very enjoyable, and it's definitely, you know, brainless TV watching. You're watching these people make amazing projects, and he's critiquing them and having fun, and he's also impressed by their talent. And he woodworks in his free time, like that's a hobby of his. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, talk about a good deal where you're a funny guy who does woodworking. How could those two jobs come together? Well. They found a way. So anyway, I was going through Parks and Rec. I got to the beginning of season six. They finished seven seasons um, of Parks and Recreation. 
And then out of the blue, I go to watch it, and it says, you need a premium account to watch oh, Parks and Rec. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, gosh, you know, that's one of those times, that's one of those jokes where you just forget everything you just said. <laughs> No, but um, yes. and then so only the first two seasons are now on the free account. Ugh. So, uh, so you got to pay for it. Which there's Smart. a lot. There's a lot of stuff coming down the pike on Peacock. NHL, mm-hmm. I guess, is going to um, have a lot of stuff on Peacock. NASCAR mm-hmm. is going to be moving once they hit hit their NBC schedules on Peacock. Uh, WWE is moving their whole library to Peacock in a billion dollar contract for them. Um, so their special events and pay-per-views will show up on Peacock. So they're getting a lot of which that's something that a lot of the other services haven't really gotten into is acquiring live services. Hulu has their live TV platform. Hulu has live sports. Um, right. But uh, but not a lot of the other platforms, Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon Prime, stuff like that. They haven't gotten into the live TV game, which... We'll see how it goes, but that could be a big, big win um, for Peacock. I think it's interesting, too, because so one of the channels that you could buy, that one of the channels that's coming that you can buy now, CBS All Access is going to become Paramount Plus or something like that. Yep. Okay. So what's interesting is that so I was traveling for work and one of my trips took me out of the U.S., and when I landed in Toronto, I found out that I could watch the Star Trek episodes yep. from the new Star Trek series were on Netflix. And I think it's because it was hard for other countries to sell CBS All Access. I mean, why would you buy that? Right. Because CBS doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah. They haven't really had a lot of big time properties, although CBS All Access, which I'm pretty excited about this, is they're going to have a kind of Silence of the Lambs spinoff called Clarice. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the previews for that? I have. Silence of the Lambs. Fantastic movie. I have seen Silence of the Lambs, have not seen the rest of the Hannibal series, Um, but it was great. Great movie. Um so that I'm very intrigued. I'm like, well, then might mm-hmm. have to give that a try because that could be uh, that could be pretty interesting. Yeah, but what I noticed is I could watch it on the airplane. I could download the episodes to my phone and watch yeah. them, even though they weren't on Netflix in the U.S. So once I landed home, it said this show is not available. But oh. when I was out of the country, the show was available. Yep. yep. So so I think like one of the things that I didn't know about, I didn't realize that Netflix is geography based it is. on what shows yep. you'll get. Yep. A lot of this stuff, these rights, right? Yes. There's streaming rights in different countries. Um, like, for example, you're not going to have, you know, these NBC, ABC, those are American broadcasting mm-hmm. companies. So for an international product in other countries, you're going to have to find other distributors of your content since there is no one of those networks and a lot. Right. And now it seems like as we enter into streaming ages, you have a, a broadcast TV rights and then you have streaming rights, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Perfect example is the NFL with Thursday night football and Amazon mm-hmm. prime. 
mm-hmm. they have, you know, they sell it to, it seems like it's danced around in the last couple of years. I think, what, yes. is, it, what is it now on Fox? I think has, the, I think it, is it Amazon prime plus NFL network? I think those are the it, two places. Is it NFL network. I, I can't keep up. I don't watch Thursday night football. Not a big fan of the Thursday night football concept. Um, but uh, yeah, they do have a broadcast partnership and then they also have a streaming uh, partnership, which I'm curious as to see with this live programming, specifically live sports, because that's the things kind of people, that's a big live thing that people want to see. Is yep. in the future, are we going to, like, for example, are we going to see something on the same events? Are we going to be able to see it on ESPN and ESPN Plus streaming? Are they going to mm. give you the option? Or it depends. You know, you put your money where your mouth is. Is it going to be, Are they? which one are they going to invest in? Do they want to continue to invest in, in ESPN? Or do, they, or do they want to go to ESPN Plus? You know, some different companies are thinking different ways. I think Peacock is really the first one to really dive into, all right, NHL, NASCAR, go for it. Let's see what, let's see what this Peacock thing is, is all about. And let's see if, if live streaming sports can, can attract the same numbers as uh, cable TV and satellite. Yeah. I think it's interesting because from a production point of view, no matter which, no matter how much you're paying for the service, you still want a good quality broadcast. So mm-hmm. whether I'm watching the game on ESPN or one of the things I actually had ESPN plus for a year, I ended up getting it because I thought I'd get more of the games. Right. Plus ESPN plus. <laughs> that's what I thought it was, but it, it turned out to be ESPN minus. It was the stuff not <laughs> on ESPN. And then yeah. it the plus was really great if you had like, if you liked a smaller school. But if you liked a big school, you know, you weren't going to get the games. Those are going to be on ABC and ESPN. They weren't going to be on Plus as well. They had a couple of hockey games, but it was like one a week if you like a certain team. If you're a big fan of FCS football and uh, Southland Conference basketball. (laughs) Right. Or if you want to watch, like, honestly, if you want to watch, like, North Dakota or North Dakota State, like, they'd be on this channel all the time. But I found that, like, other larger schools the bigger games i thought well this would be great why pay for espn i'll just get espn plus and there wasn't as much there and of course you know they're like well we don't do like you can't cancel your subscription you'll just have to whatever you paid for just don't renew that was their policy and i was like well that's not very friendly but okay I mean, and, and the big part of this is right you got all these streaming services which essentially act as as channels Yep. Um, um, and the, the, the future, like what will be the future of normal television? That's what a lot of people are debating right now. So when you get a Comcast subscription with two or more services, which are usually going to be internet and television, a TV package, mm-hmm. you get a free subscription of Peacock. Mm-hmm. So that's one way that they've been able to be like, okay, we're going to keep our internet and cable subscribers up here. And we're also going to be able to push stuff on Peacock as well. So they're trying to trying to kind of kill two birds with one stone there while still keeping their Comcast Xfinity product both on the TV and Internet side going. And they want to they want to as well push Peacock as kind of an extra channel um, to their cable TV services as well. But not everybody's doing that. Remember, not everybody's doing that. So what is the what in your opinion, what is the future of? 
of of that industry, normal television. I think I think you're I think what you're describing is the way they've got to look at it because you have to figure out why am I going to buy cable if it's not going to include all these special so all these special side projects you know you have all these special series that are on ones is it going to be seasons one and two only of Parts and Rec like sure, that's going to get yep. you on cable and then you're going to have to pay an extra fee for more so if you're super into something you can buy it. But otherwise, I wonder if it'll almost turn into I wonder if some point you could just buy a show because like right now, Mm -hmm. if you want to watch an NBA game, you could go to NBA.com. You could probably go to their league pass page and you could say, I want to pay four ninety nine and watch tonight's game. Pay-per-view. Yep. So we're we're what's old is new again, (laughs) right? uh, Yeah, (laughs) I think so. Now you can do that. You can buy the game. And at some point, I think the NBA was trying to advertise that you could like get the last quarter of a game at a certain price. Mm. So you could buy because most people say, well, the first three quarters are just, you know, them screwing around and okay. no one gets serious until the fourth quarter. Right. Or when it comes to a hockey game, the third period, usually if it's a good game, the third period cranks it up a notch. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's when they get serious. That's when the game's on the line. So you kind of think, okay, Maybe people can buy for a dollar. You can watch the third period. You could pay two dollars, watch the whole game. But for half price, you can watch just the final quarter, just the final period. I wonder if the TV shows will go there. Like, what if you're a big Office fan, mm-hmm. but you're like, I don't need the whole channel. I don't, I don't care about the other ninety nine shows you're going to give me. I just want my one. That was so. The you go back to the bundle of cable TV services, right? You've got. Okay, I want ESPN. No, we're going to give you ESPN2. We're going to give you Disney Channel. We're going to give you Junior Disney. And there's a reason for that. There is. Because if a company, in this case, Disney that I'm talking about, if you, I would say a lot of people, if you're looking at the the Disney-owned channels, uh, I'm not counting ABC, right? I'm not counting a a big four network in this. Yeah. You're going to look at ESPNs and then maybe the main Disney Channel, which doesn't, is not all of their properties. Nope. They want to capitalize on as many properties and make money off of as many properties and channels as they can because the more channels you have, the more chances consumers and TV watchers will see a certain advertisement, more cash in the old wallet um, type of deal. So, But now that's what a lot of people are doing with these streaming services. It's kind of an a la carte, right, yeah. that you can pick each service – and I'd be interested to see if in the future, I like what Comcast and Xfinity are doing, bundling Peacock as essentially a channel. Because yep. here's the deal with live sports, you know, obviously we're sports people, but yep. and but the, to be honest with you, even if we weren't sports people, live sports controls and determines a lot of these things. Because I think we as a TV watching society, as when it comes to streaming, we, we like to watch it now when we want. Gone mm-hmm. are the days, I think, when ever all the family sits around the table or around the TV and watches Cheers at 6 and yep. Seinfeld at 6.30 or what, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. That's just well, I mean, You think about like the anymore. Mandalorian, right? The Mandalorian is a Disney Plus like cornerstone and they launched one episode a week. Which I don't think okay. anybody had really done. It was all like it would, you know, you'd get. It was basically the buffet was open 
and you could eat all you want, right? Now they're like, nope, you get one episode a week. And they made, sh- they, I think they did that so that people wouldn't try the service, binge the good stuff, and then say, okay. You keep them, you keep them on the string a little bit, especially for a new service like yes. Disney+. Plus. In, in the time since then, I think that we've learned that Disney Plus is here to stay and, the, and they're, yep. they're here for real. But I think that's one way. Like, for example, even like Netflix, one that we know is for real and here to stay, you mm-hmm. have like, um, like for some people, well, you know, on Netflix, this was back when House of Cards was good. Um, some people might say, I'm going to stay for House of Cards and I'm yep. going to stay for Stranger Things. Those yep. were the, the big titles. And now there's much more than that. Ozark is thrown in there as well. And Ozark is good. You know, so they might say, you know what? I'm going to watch a month. In one month, I'm going to watch House of Cards and Stranger Things. And then for the 11 months out of the year, I'm going to save 100 bucks or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it comes to. But then that puts right now you're seeing more pressure being put on these services like Netflix. And that's when you get shows like an Ozark. The Crown is another good one on Netflix. And now you're seeing, oh, wait a minute. Now there's six really good shows. Yep. Might as well keep it for the whole year. And I think that's the pressure on these other streaming services like Peacock. And Peacock is going a different route. Instead of producing their own content and getting TV shows, they're bringing in the NHL, NASCAR, WWE. They're bringing in all of this other stuff. And they're buying properties so to speak, instead of just producing their own shows, which is, and they got friends in the office. That's going to help just a little bit (laughs) for those nostalgia freaks. So, right. Yep. So they've done it a little bit of a different way. Um, I have not experimented with Disney plus. How do you foresee Disney plus kind of bringing in to try to keep people for the year long haul? Well, I mean, they've started to, so they have this the Mandalorian series. They did one episode a week for eight weeks. So you couldn't get the trial subscription, yeah. watch it, and then drop. You could do that if you waited. But then yeah. it's so interesting because they launched the episodes at midnight. So nice. you really it's it's so interesting in today's instantaneous global instant information society we live in because you have to instantly, as soon as that episode drops, you already see Twitter or Instagram saying no spoilers. Like just sure. because yeah. you were up at midnight doesn't mean I was up at midnight. So don't you dare talk about it. Mm-hmm. So you've got that like social pressure to be the first one who can break down the episode or who yeah. has seen it. Right. They it, now they're doing different series and different. Mm-hmm. They're trying to develop enough content so that. There isn't a long gap between, oh, I'm caught up on Star Wars and the Mandalorian season just ended, but they've already got the next Book of Fett series being recorded and they're trying to get that done so they can get that out. So they're, I think they're trying to see, they're trying to set up so there's maybe a month or two where there isn't a new series, but I think they're trying to stage it now. So now you have WandaVision going on and that's tying into the Marvel universe. Yep. I'll, and that's a huge benefit. I'll tell you what Disney plus will not have a problem. Not because of, because th- just because of the properties they own, right? Mm-hmm. You just mentioned two star Wars and Marvel, just that off the top is alone. Like if that's all they did, 
people would subscribe for 12 months. If you give me Star Wars shows and movies and you give me Marvel stuff, people are going to be like, all right, that's enough for me. But they're going to have a lot more properties as well kind of coming out. Disney is one that they're going to take over. I I fully accepted that. (laughs) Yeah, and there's people like my stepmom who – I was calling her the other day, and what are you doing? Oh, she was watching Star Wars again, one of the original Star Wars movies. When she's just uh, feeling in the mood, she'll pop it in and watch Mm. Star Wars again. And now, so now they've got they've got so many TV shows that they're lining up. I think the real thing that's going to be interesting is what do they do about movies long term? Yes, that's now with the pandemic because now because. Certain people aren't able to go into movie theaters in, in some states. They're releasing movies on, um, I think, HBO. We didn't even mention HBO Max, by the way. Um, oh, good point. Yep, so I think they're releasing some movies. I'm intrigued the future of the movie theater business because why can't streaming services just – right now there's movies that come out on Netflix and stuff, and they don't really charge an extra fee. Right. I who says for a month Disney Plus tried that with Mulan. Oh, did they? Okay. I was going to say You could buy that. It, but then it's so hard because people are saying, "Well, I'm just going to get this soon." Isn't that the so same conversation? Isn't that the con- same conversation we had in the movie theater? It's the same deal, right? It's out yep. what is it a month or two in a movie theater mm-hmm. and then eventually it's going to be on either a streaming platform or DVD or Blu-ray. So why? Yep. So it's the same conversation. I'm just curious to see how the, the whole movie dynamic can change. If okay, you got to pay ten bucks to watch this movie, and it's just an add-on to your service. Or well, I mean, I, maybe there's movies that are being released that aren't even you're not even charging extra. And I, I but then again, if there's no cost at the quote-unquote box office then how does this movie make any money? You know, I, you know, I assume it's Netflix buys the rights to distribute this movie. Yeah. Right? That, that's, that's essentially what people are fighting over. Disney Whoa. Plus and Netflix and HBO Max, they're fighting over the rights to distribute um, Anchorman 3. Or, yeah. you know, they're fighting over the rights. But then there will be some Marvel and Star Wars. They're going on Disney Plus no matter what, right? Because they own yeah. the rights to those series. That's why this is extremely important for Disney Plus, because if that's the way the film and movie direction is going with Star Wars and Marvel under your belt, it's going to go pretty well for you. Okay, what if? Okay, so Ted, you got me thinking. What if? So what is the benefit of going to a movie? In a way, when you go into the movie theater, I get to see a movie and I don't need any subscription package. Right. I don't need any special. I don't need HBO. I don't need Showtime. I don't need Disney Plus. I I can watch the movie that I want to see where it's going to be simulcast. What if you allow what if you decide that movie theaters are just going to become a giant screening area where you get the cool recliner where you don't need to buy a subscription, but you could go in on a Friday night, watch the latest episode of whatever for so much dollars buy your popcorn yep. you can and then it's like you know what i don't want to buy disney plus but i do want to see this new show on disney plus but i don't think it's worth the whole commitment of the whole network what if i go in each tweet and just watch my favorite episodes so i've got the social aspect i get to go out and for 10 bucks i get the experience in the theater the big screen the recliner i can watch the show but i've subscribed to nothing 
and I own nothing. I don't have to buy the DVD. I don't need to buy HBO plan. I just go in, enjoy the show and leave, which is kind of what you do when you watch the movie. Yeah, that's essentially it's a movie thing, except you can come back every week or assuming they release the show every week or however that there's so much to discuss here that we could probably do another 60 minutes um on this whole thing but uh, the world it's just it's just a way a different way um and and what if you buy a subscription package to the theater that's i think what what theaters are gonna just like cable companies right cable companies will evolve you know, uh, a lot of people are predicting the demise of cable, you know, but there are platforms, it's newspaper and radio, right? Those are considered quote unquote dead platforms, but they yep. evolve and they find a way to stay around. That's how good mediums will find a way. And things like cable television, satellite television, they got too much on them, especially in the live sports arena, right? And they've got too many, too many people right now for it to just die tomorrow. You now, is I mean? that the thing? Is that the place where maybe theaters can go where you can let's say you want to watch the big game and instead of buying a service or watching at home, you and your friends all go to a theater and you each pay five bucks to plop and watch it on the quote unquote big screen. Maybe that's, that's where it that's goes. where theaters I think they got to go big. Yes. And spend money on the experience. Right yeah. on the recliners, the cup holders, the the big screen, the sound, the sound system, systems. Right. Um. Imagine yes. watching. Imagine watching. Right. It's coming up when we're recording this. Um. Imagine watching the Super Bowl at a movie theater. Yeah. You know, you pay five bucks to get in. You watch the Super Bowl, and you're paying for the experience. And maybe you pay, you pay twenty bucks, and you get a popcorn, a soda, and a candy included in your in your ticket. Yeah. I'd be interested, and that's just another way of evolving. You mentioned watching series. Like, oh, this month in Theater 7, we're going to be airing Season 1 of The Office. You know, so. I mean, there's something yeah. to be said for, like, the people that get together and watch Rocky Horror Picture Show, right? That yep. was, That's a cult thing that can happen. I Yeah, I, I, you know, I hadn't even thought about it, Ted, but I love your idea of how do the theaters pivot? Mm-hmm. So what do they have? They have the big screen system, but what they really kind of have that you don't have is you could have your snack bar, your drink bar. That's kind of popular. You have those things. People can still have the going out experience. And maybe the trade off is you don't have to subscribe to anything because you just enjoy what you get. I know. So that's something that theater companies like AMC, in other words, and maybe they can sign deals or get deals with some of these providers mm-hmm. that, that maybe it benefits these streaming services a little bit and they're viewed as partners yes. and not and not competitors competitors um kind of a deal so there's there's so much oh my gosh there's so much to tackle there um but i it's it's i'll admit i like watching things when i want to watch them mm-hmm. and i'll admit i'm it's just Things evolve over time, and it's just you, yeah. you've got to continue to evolve. Adapt or die is a is a popular saying um, that that you've got to do. So I don't know. This is a it's a very interesting conversation. Maybe we continue it can continue it um, with some alternative topics at a at a later date. But all in all, I think a pretty good discussion here today, Mister Ackerman. Yeah, I think, and there's something to be said for going out. So you can't replace that. I'm going out somewhere, yeah. right? So that's the real question is, how do you do that? Good call. Good call. Wrapping up Don here, playing him out like the Oscars. <laughs> time to wrap it up, Don. All right, time to wrap it up. I need to up. thank my parents. I'd like to thank 
<laughs> oh, there's no time. There's no time left. We got to go. This has been 60 Random Minutes.